If you run a snow and landscape company or any small business for that matter, it's absolutely essential that you, the owner, have a strong grasp on your finances, on your cash flow, and on your profitability. It can totally feel overwhelming. I know it was for me as I was growing. And that's why I'm so excited to interview on today's podcast, Christine Era, the author of Profit First for Lawn Care and Landscape Businesses. Christine's gonna share actionable insights on cash flow management, pricing, marketing budgets, and a whole lot more. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're gonna increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey, it's Jack Jostis and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide podcast. At one point, I had a significant amount of business and personal debt. I talk about it in my book. I had over $130,000 of debt and it caused a lot of stress for me. And I, I didn't really know what was going on. Frankly, I didn't know what I was doing. I was in way over my head when it came to the financial aspect of my business. And I kept thinking, oh, I, that's why I hired my bookkeeper, but really, what I needed to learn was that I needed to own the money. I needed to understand how it worked and then manage my bookkeeper and manage my accountant. Around that time, I listened to the audiobook version of Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, which is an incredible audiobook. It really helped me gain control of my finances and helped me then manage my bookkeeper and manage my CPA. And I got out of debt and it helped me save enough money to buy my first home. It was truly life-changing, and that's why I'm so excited to interview Christine, because for, for the audience of this show, lawn and landscape companies, snow removal companies, this book has so much information that I know could help you. I'm also excited to share that I'll be presenting The Tree of Good Fortune, The Landscaper's Guide to Modern Sales and Marketing as a webinar on Christine's platform, on her webinar series, on Tuesday, March 21st at 1130 Mountain Daylight Time. So um, if you'd like to join me at her event and get to meet her and some of her team, check it out at landscapersguide.com events and you can register there. Now let's get into the conversation with Christine about how you can use Profit First to grow your company. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Landscaper's Guide. Today, I'm excited to interview Christine Era. She is the author of Profit First for Lawn Care and Landscape Businesses, Grow Your Lawn Care and Landscape Company from a Cash-Eating Monster to a Money-Making Dream. And she's also the, the co-founder of Green Profit Academy, which is an accounting and consulting firm that helps hundreds of small and mid-sized businesses improve their cash flow, post higher profits, and achieve stronger growth. So in her book, um, she provides industry-specific information to help landscape business owners ultimately manage their expenses and increase their gross profit margins to as high as 65%. So uh, um, Christine, welcome to the show. What else should we know about you that I didn't already cover? Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I always love to talk about any of these topics when it comes to profit and growth in your business. Um, so what else do you not know about me? I am a pumpkin plant strategist as well as a profit first mastery level professional. 
um, and also affix this next advisor. So we work with clients on, you know, all the facets of, of growing your business, understanding your numbers, and just really leveling up while maximizing your profit. I love it. And so for people who may not have heard of Pumpkin Patch or Profit First, who is Mike Michalowicz? I'm a big raving fan, but tell us a little bit about him and and also what is Profit First at a high level? Yeah, so um, Mike Michalowicz has written several books uh, and I, I'm a huge fan as well. And he has a, another one coming out here shortly. That is fantastic. I've had a, a bit of a preview there. So pumpkin planning and profit first and fix this next. He's got clockwork. So he he really focuses, Mike Michalowicz focuses on the problems and challenges that us entrepreneurs have in business, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not the most well-rounded people, but we've got a lot of grit and we're definitely, we try to push through things, but not always with the best solutions. So Mike Michalowicz has really done a fantastic job on hearing our challenges and the areas that we want to address in our business, because we all have different strengths and weaknesses, and then producing content in these amazing books that are easy to understand, methodologies that you can implement in your company and follow, and even delegate to your team, which is great. So you're not the only one moving the needle. So he's very focused on the success of entrepreneurship from marketing to profit to growth strategies. Great. And, you know, Profit First was recommended to me. I read it maybe six years ago. And I was I had a lot of debt. I had over $135,000 of business debt. I had personal yeah. debt. I had no idea how money worked. And I always thought, oh, well, that's, um, you know, a lot of this is my bookkeeper and CPA's job. And I really had a poor mindset around that. And the book Profit First helped me understand money. And it gave me a framework to to implement. And I, I fired my CPA and my bookkeeper once I started learning about it. Um, <laughs> partly because I, I've started paying attention and I was like, well, I need, I need to work this system. And I found a CPA through the Profit First certified um, advisory website or whatever. And he really helped me. And then I got my bookkeeper on on board with it. And we're managing Profit First now for five years. It was life-changing for me. It helped me pay off my debt, save, and then ultimately buy my first house. So it was, I'm a huge fan of Profit First. And when, you know, when I talk to people about it, especially my clients who are lawn and landscape companies, and I talk about creating different bank accounts and assigning a percentage of every dollar that comes in, Many of them say, well, Jack, that's wonderful for your business, but my business is seasonal and mm -hmm. I, I could never have a system like Profit First because I'm seasonal. So right. can you tell us what what is Profit First specific for lawn care and landscape businesses, all of which have some level of seasonality? Yeah, and, and I, I have to say, Jack, you've touched on so many great points right? From firing your bookkeeper to how Profit First changed your business to, you know, your journey. And there are so many other business owners that we've worked with that share the same thing. So I, I love that you're connecting with these and I can totally relate. 
So Profit First is a cash management system, right? It makes it easy to understand where you're spending your money in your business and how your business needs to be supported by the revenue that you're making in addition to how you, the owner, should be supported. So it's a very, I would want to say, basic system that's kind of like the envelope system to where you can understand how to manage your money and make it work for you in your business based off of different areas of needs of your business. And, and I think that's a, a simple way of putting it to where mm -hmm. you don't have to be a financial wizard or have a degree in accounting in order to implement and understand the profit first system. I I agree with what you said. Uh, it it really simplified it in a way that is very manageable for me and I now with the help of my bookkeepers in, like managing it, I can I can do most of my monthly financial requirements in honestly under a half hour a month. We, we have we have enough of the right systems and spreadsheets where like it's more of monitoring them and making decisions and one of the analogies that mike makes in the first book is like having food on your plate mm -hmm. and you can see if you have too much food on your plate <laughs> and um i really feel like it's that simple so how how does how does profit first work with landscape companies or snow companies that have major equipment purchases how can profit first help with that because all these businesses are very equipment intensive yeah and i agree and and i have to say what i found when i started you know really diving into the methodologies of profit first and how we could maximize these methods in this industry equipment was a huge pain point. It was something that was unknown. It's one of the biggest hidden bleeds in any lawn care landscape and snow removal business because the equipment that this industry needs in order to function and you know run their business, it is, I, I would say, one of the most demanding trades out there when it comes to equipment because there could be heavy equipment based on your business model you can have um, more equipment because you're working on bigger properties, you know, versus less equipment and more manpower because you're working on smaller properties. So depending on your business model, the equipment can be a huge pain point and not understanding how you can leverage your equipment as an opportunity and as a profit center uh, mm -hmm. can be, you know, almost like a, a unsolved puzzle that these, these people are trying to, to sort out. So based off of your revenue and tiers, just like with profit first, right? The whole methodology, methodology is based off of revenue tier. And you can understand what your spend is in your business. And if you're in a healthy percentage of that spend when it comes to equipment, and even labor. So you're, you're weighing and measuring your labor and your equipment together. So you can understand, am I spending too much on equipment? You know, is it something that, um, is it time for me to repair or replace this and really tracking your return on investment? The way that I read, uh, profit first, first was as an actually listened to it as an audiobook on, on audible. 
and that's how I'm I've, I'm listening to your book right now, and it's very good. It's also a book that I think you do need to read, but I wanted to let people know if they're curious about this, it's a very enjoyable audiobook. Many of our listeners are, they drive for work or whatever. So check out the audiobook and um, and the print book. I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, in chapter two, you talk about lawn care and landscape business models. Mm-hmm. And so the people listening typically fall into these. They are some combination of design, build, construction, landscape maintenance, lawn care, snow removal, or some of them specialize in one of those. But I'd say most of our clients are are offering many of those services. So the the billing and the and the costs involved in a construction problem project are, are very different from a recurring maintenance account. So what are what are some of the, you you call them business models in the book? What are what are some of the different business models and how does it work when you have kind of multiple business models potentially within the same business? Yeah, so when I started diving into this and I was seeing like the complexity because I mean, I've worked with contractors, you know, for mm-hmm. over 25 years and lawn care and landscape businesses and, you know, different trades and looking at the complexity of the lawn care and landscape industry, I found they were one of the most complex when it comes to managing their finances, mm-hmm. you know, managing their business. Um, because there's so many different facets of this industry. And so I felt that the need to kind of simplify and kind of put this in buckets and, you know, there's like, which I call the blueprint. So they'll say, oh, I have a one trick pony or I have a three ring circus to where, you know, they're either doing one service or Mm -hmm. they're doing more than one service offering. And so I kind of classified those as blueprints. And I said, but hold on a minute. It's a lot more complex than this. This is what I'm seeing, uh, you know, on a regular basis. So we have four business models that I defined in the book, and I have a um, scalable growth business model uh, matrix for each one of these. So they can see where should I be spending money and what's the percentage I should be spending in these different areas of my business. So we have the winter service, uh, the winter season service shift business model. And this business model can provide a combination of services. Um, and in the when the winter season hits, this company shifts from providing lawn care and or landscape services or maintenance services to providing uh, like snow plowing services. So they're shifting during their winter season. And then we have our winter down season business model. So it really identifies a company that's seasonal that say, you know, hey, we don't want to be in snow removal. We're just landscape or, you know, lawn care or landscape mm-hmm. design or maintenance. And when winter comes, we shut down. So we're seasonal, right? Which companies like that, they get, let's say, revenue for nine to 10 months out of the year. But then there's the other months that they're not getting revenue. So managing their finance during their down season can be a huge challenge for them, you know, and we address that in the book. So I've heard a lot of of talk about struggles around down season and and we have Mm -hmm. solutions to where they can survive all year and function like a regular business when it comes to their cash flow. And so what are some of the ways that, that you do that? 
right? So if you're yeah. if you're if you're generating most of your revenue nine months of the year, mm-hmm. what how how do you handle those other three? Yeah, so the typical season is where they'll run from, let's say, March all the way to November, like they're starting Mm -hmm. to tie things up in November, right? So through that March and November, we're looking at what is their revenue? What's their projected revenue? What's their current revenue? And then we're allocating funds while the cash is coming in Mm -hmm. to support the business from the end of November to the relaunch again when March comes around. So it's, you know, creating that little nest egg for -hmm. your down season. So you're not tapping into your prepayments because you're going to need those prepayments or deposits that you're getting for services when, and you need to infuse that cash when you're actually producing those services or the company is going to feel pinch points when it comes to cash flow management because it's just not there. The cash isn't there. It's already been used up during that down season. And then it's really hard for them to understand, you know, why, why can't I make payroll? Why are we having problems paying rent? And it's because they already tapped into those funds that they should be infusing now into the Mm -hmm. business when they're producing those services. So, part of profit first is having these different bank accounts mm-hmm. um and you name them yes what what are what so what are some of the names typically of these accounts and in particular for a business that has that seasonal lull yeah how many bank accounts might they have and what would the the name the nicknames be for those sure. accounts so let's start off with the first basic profit first accounts right mm-hmm. so we have income so that's mm-hmm. one account so Everything that comes in the door for your revenue goes into your income account. Then we have materials and subcontractors. So that's a standard account that I like to see because it's usually one of those things that they struggle with tracking. You know, they may not have um, the funds for the materials when they need it because Mm -hmm. it just got put into that one bank account and used for everything else. So we have that account. Then we have our profit account. So a percentage of profit goes into your profit account. Always start at least with 1% because then you start building it after that. Mm -hmm. Then we have um, owner's compensation, which is sometimes called owner's comp. So Mm -hmm. it's what do you want to get paid as an employee? Because you are your most valuable employee in your business. That is you. And like I say in the book, you should not be paying yourself peanuts. Like you need to be paying mm-hmm. yourself what you need and not sacrificing yourself and your family and your life. Then we have our tax account. So I don't know how many clients I've talked to where I say they have you know tax PTSD to where they're just like, oh, I thought I made money until I got mm-hmm. my tax bill and now I'm paying you know the IRS on these payments and there's these interest and penalties And there's just so much fear and anxiety around taxes. So the -hmm. tax account ensures that you are putting the proper amount away for your taxes so you don't get blindsided for it. And the best part of it that I love is your business is paying your taxes, not you, your business. 
Well, well, in part, part of what that last thing you said, I think is a, uh, an important emotional concept. Yeah. Um, like when I would get my tax bill and I'm like, I personally need to pay <laughs> all of this tax. And I do, I mean, I am, I, I'm an S corp and it comes back to me. Um, and I, I still have the feelings, but the feelings are, are much better now that I have the tax account and that all throughout the year, I have my money set aside to pay taxes. And then I just distribute that money to myself and write a check. And it's not like I personally suddenly need to come up with tens of thousands of dollars. And what, right. <laughs> what are they going to Right. But um, I, I wanted to comment on that point, though, because I, I also have another bank account that I call the Beaver Pond. And I call it the beaver pond because beavers are meant to drink from their pond. Because mm -hmm. I, because working with the green industry, I actually have some, it's kind of the inverse of the seasonality of what my clients experience and it was a challenge. And then when I called it an emergency fund, I was like, oh no, this is an emergency. And right. I'd like freak yeah. out a little bit. Um, so I've just found a lot of peace in having different nicknames for my bank accounts have you have you found that with other people? Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting that you say that. So when we were going through this process, we have some what we call advanced profit first accounts, right? Because because the number mm -hmm. six account before we forget about it is called your operating expense account, and that is what all your operating expenses for your business gets paid out of. That doesn't get paid out of these other ones. So when we move on to those advanced accounts, some of these amazing and powerful advanced accounts that we've utilized, we have come up with some really great names like positive word association. So we have our down season account, right? For those seasonal businesses to where they're like, oh, I need to put 10% of my top line revenue away in my down season account. And that will support my business through the season and pay me like I get a regular paycheck without dipping mm. into anything else. So we have the down season account, which they like, cause they're like, oh, I'm not working, but I'm still getting paid and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna still have all this money, you know, and ready to launch my season with success. So then we have another one, which we call the flex season account, which originally when we started testing this out, we called it the slow season. Nobody liked, the fact that their business was going through a slow season. So they're like, no, our business is flexing. It's not, it's not slowing down. We're just kind of going through this flex. And so it was, you know, allocating those funds to where the money wasn't coming in as much, you know, and in the abundance that it usually would do through the other months, there might be one or two months in the year where just things slow down seasonally, you know, based off of you know, maybe it's the holiday season and people don't want to spend money or, you know, summer starting to launch and everybody in June is going off with to vacation with their family. And so they're not getting as much revenue from their typical ideal customers as they would. So that's the flex season. The other one that I love, that's one of my favorites is we call it the growth account. So we intentionally put funds away anywhere from one to 6% into the growth account. And what it does is it really gives that ambitious owner the permission to spend money and reinvest funds into the business 
without feeling that loss aversion when it comes to taking their profit. So they're not taking their profit and reinvesting it in the business or taking less profit to grow their business. They're intentionally putting those funds aside that they can go in and grab and say, we're hiring this new manager because we've planned for it. We're buying this equipment this way and strategizing how to maximize your cash flow as you're, you know, growing your business and needing equipment and you're taking, they're taking it from the growth fund. Right. Because if you're taking money out of the profit account, you should be, you should be distributing that to yourself or at least some of it, you know? So that was one of the things I liked in Mike's book was he talked about at the end of the quarter, taking something out of that profit account for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it could be as small as, I don't know, buying a pair of shoes or in a really, in a really great quarter, take more, um, and buy something else as a reward. I think that's really important to do as a business owner because, it's hard and there's a, there, it, it's stressful and you should be compensated for the stress and the risk and the decisions that weigh on your mind. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. I hope that for, for those of you listening, that you found some, some helpful things. If you didn't find something to take away, I'm going to share my takeaway from the, the Profit First book, audiobook, which is to go create a, an account, a bank account, and start putting 1% of every dollar into it. So I did that, and Mike inspired me to do that. And then I was like, wow, 1% kind of adds up. Maybe I could do 2%, and then it became 3%. And then I was like, I'm going to give this whole thing a shot. But that was just one thing that I found was a little to-do that seemed manageable. Yeah, and that's the first step for sure. If you're going to even think about implementing profit first or try it on for size, you know, to see see how it works is at least go open up that profit first account. And, and if your business can't do that 1% for you, there's a bigger problem. So it will, will it give you mm-hmm. that indication like, hey, what do I need to do now to fix this so, you know, I can do 1% and keep that 1% in place. Excellent, Christine. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much for checking out part one of two, my interview with Christine Era. We ended up having such a great conversation that I wanted to break it up into two episodes. So check out part two, where we're going to dive into seasonality. How do you manage the seasonality of your snow and landscape while implementing the Profit First strategy and more? You can see links to that in our show notes below or find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to The Landscaper's Guide. This is Jack Jostis, and I hope to talk to you in part two of this episode, so go find it.